Podcast like a motherfucker. Time podcast. This is a short episode on our thoughts about the announcement that was made by Games Workshop about their new Old World game, which will be released in about three years. We just give our thoughts and opinions of what we think it might be and our hopes, dreams, and expectations. A skirmish game that then leads into. Uh, well, but why didn't they just keep it? I mean, obviously, obviously it's like an afterthought. So, so like, I, I have two things I think that's weird because a lot of people have been saying right that it's the uh, that it's gonna be a Forgeware game, but I think it is weird just because like it's gonna like the whole marketing of Warren Fancy is that it's a mass spells ranking, mm-hmm. and that's just like even if we have a lot of disposable income, that's not compatible with like that type of, type of playstyle because realistically, why are you gonna play Fancy Bells? If you're going to play with like 50 moles, where you can just as well play Age of Sigmar with kind of 50 moles. But I think it's going to be bigger. Yeah, that, exactly. But it has, it's going it has to, be, to be, otherwise yeah, no real appeal. But right? if it's going to be bigger, it has to be in plastic or something like this. Like you can't have it be uh, like something where you pay. Yeah, that, that's why. I, that's yeah. why I don't think it's going to be a Forge World game. Or yeah, at least exactly. maybe it's like a maybe the under the umbrella of a Forge World game. I think yeah. it could be easily with the same models that they use for Sigma, but just with square bases. Yeah, or, sure. or, or conversion traits, which I think is yeah. which is what exactly they did with War of the Ring for Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that, that that's definitely possible. I, I think they'll bring out like round base conversion things yeah. to squares. That makes me the most sense for me. Also, that's what I thought it was when I saw the yeah. uh, the first picture. So what I would what I would personally like it to be, which I don't think it's going to be, what I it would make more sense in my head at least, is that it's actually a smaller scale game. In the terms of miniature scale, and it's a completely new range. Like a maybe oh, like not a fifteen millimeter. Yeah, maybe not as ah, maybe, maybe, Warmaster not, maybe not as small no, no, as Warmaster. No, no, not quite. Because Warmaster is like ten millimeters or something. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but I think that's too small because you don't get enough miniature detail. Yeah. But if you, as Henry said, like 15, 15 20, mil- uh, I, I obviously I play fifteen and twenty millimeter games, and I can tell you that twenty millimeter would be actually be a sweet spot in a lot of ways because yeah. it's uh, I play Napoleonics in twenty millimeter, and I love it. It's probably the best scale. Because you can just crank out a unit, yeah. no trouble. And you can actually, if you wanted to, you can put a lot of detail into it. Exactly. And th- this is my idea. That's to because I think there's a lot of things that don't make sense about this. If it's going to be a 28 millimeter mm-hmm. scale game, because as you say, like you know, if we have people who we base their entire collections to play a Sigmar. Yeah. So like, like yeah, I, th- what, I think maybe you... maybe they'll yeah they will kind of piss off a lot of people. Yeah. And also they think of all like the Ninth Age. Like money pot, like if they bring out a new game with twenty eight millimeter with twenty five millimeter bases, and and they say okay here's a new game, they're not going to sell any models, yeah, because people have an existing collection. Exactly. But if they come out with if they they come out with like 
15 millimeter bases with 15 millimeter scale, 20 millimeter scale, right. then, then people are going to buy a new army if yeah. they want to play the game, right? And, and it also fits into the line of specialist games. Yeah. yeah. See? yeah. And then you also, like, you can sell something like, uh, oh, here's a box of orcs, and it's actually, uh, that you can there's actually 40 orcs. orcs. Yeah. yeah, and you like, you, and then they have that idea, because the whole idea of it is similar, I think, is that you buy a unit, you know, like you buy a box, same with 40k, you buy a box yeah. of marines, and you can just put that on the table and it functions. Mm -hmm. You don't need anything else. And I think that would work in that sense if it's smaller, because then you can say, I like, buy a box of orcs, and it is actually a unit of orcs on the table. You and, know? and as well, as I said before, like, even even if they bring out conversion trays for Age of Sigmar, people will still have the models. People still have the models, yeah. so they're, they're a model company, they want people to buy the models. That's what true. they could also do is have it was it Inquisitor where you could have like Space Marines in the Inquisitor? They were just like really, really hard. Mm -hmm. Well, Inquisitor was this really big scale game. It was like fifty-four. Yeah, yeah but but they could do the same. So they could have like it, the 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 fluff of the world could be the Sigmarines go back to the old world in a time machine <laughs> for a portal right. and set everything right. <laughs> and you can and you can play the Sigmarines on these like massive base conversion bases, and they're like uber hard. And then like the regular guys are like 15 millimeters and they're like really puny. <laughs> I, I'm actually, the more I think about it, the more it makes sense to me with a 20 millimeter, uh, 18 millimeter, 15 millimeter What, what scale were Lord of the Rings models? Because they were like slightly smaller. Yeah, they were 25? Yeah, I 25. I, I think they're not really, not quite 28, but the, the main thing is that they're true scale, yeah. not Yeah. So something like 25 millimeter true scale. Yeah. But I think, I, but it makes actually a lot more sense to me to if you wanted to read because playing battles in a smaller scale I can say from my experience yeah. is awesome it looks amazing yeah so it's just, you get loads of stuff on the you table get loads of stuff yeah. and it takes half the time not even that a quarter of the time to paint units even with contrast it's going to take you 15 it. minutes to crank out a unit <laughs> even if you care about the base yeah but this for me that that to me is super attractive because I think I think we're like from listening to my pitch community I think most of us are not really interested in playing a 28 millimeter like it's like Gaze Workshop game that's I super am unbalanced. I am but, uh, unless yeah. the ninth age starts actually cranking out new units yeah, so sure. that I can make new units for my armies, then fuck it. I'll play GW. Yeah. But to me, but I, you, I, like I feel exactly the opposite. I feel like ninth age is like a really good game, and I, I would be surprised if Games Workshop could produce a set of rules that are better or more balanced. But, they would be more simple. But then, but then think about it. If it's in fifteen or twenty millimeter scale. Would you play it or not? Yeah, the scale doesn't bother yeah. me. Like, no, and I, I'm, no, I'm rich enough that I could buy a new army. Yeah, but to me, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> I like if it's in the 28 millimeter scale, I would rather play Nine Page. But if it's in 20 millimeter scale, yeah, and I not can, another game, right? And I can put 200 orcs on the table, and it looks cool, and it's, yeah. it's not bad. Then I'm gonna play that all the time. Like that sounds super attractive to me. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Because that, that's like the one thing I, you know, we never really got in uh, like all the Warhammer games, as well as Nine Page, is that you you can't really play an army that looks like a cool army, no, because it's too many models. Yeah, it never looks, Warhammer Fantasy never looked like armies, except at a very early stage in 8th edition, yeah. when everybody was using line formation yeah. all the time. Yeah, but that wasn't that fun to play, I mean. No. <laughs> Here's my army, it's three times 30 white lions. <laughs> I played against that. 
I, I never had the ball to go out and buy 90 white lines. That was the days before unit fillers. <laughs> also the days before, like, a stable job as well, right? <laughs> yeah, true. But I... Are Games Workshop smart enough to do this? I think... I think yes. I think yes, yeah. Because, like, I think the thing which I've learned from, or, like, noticed from reading the Nightwitch world about this topic is that a lot of people, you know, stopped, like, looking at Games Workshop the day they discontinued Warhammer, and they haven't really noticed, like, the leaps and bounds that they've come in terms of, like, how, like, seeing what the market wants and uh, this kind of stuff. Like, it, it is a little bit weird to say, like, new GW and stuff, but I really do think they're not as retarded as they used to be. Indeed. I, I, I don't think they're as retarded as they used to be, but I don't think they... I still don't think they can see past, maybe, 28mm or 32mm heroic action models that they have now. I think they can. I think... Haven't they... They've, re- they've just released Adeptus Titanicus, and they've oh, got that's, that. that's Titans from 40k. Yeah, like so essentially what they did is that you have all these Titans from Warhammer, right? That are yeah. like as big as a fucking house. Oh yeah, they're across the smudge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the massive models, yeah. right? And then, and then they say, well, everybody thinks this is cool, so let's just put this in a small scale so you can actually buy it, you know, yeah. and you can play it like a... Uh, so know, it's like a mini 40k, yeah, like exactly. Warmaster or something. Exactly, it's, it's kind of like that, but it, instead of it being everything in 40k, it's like focused almost solely on the Titans. Yeah, it's oh, okay. solely on the Titans. And then, the, well, anyway, and then... In addition to that, they also made a new air combat game called Aeronautica, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, in in what mil- I think 15mm? Maybe? Yeah, some, I don't remember yeah. the scale, but so, it's quite small. So they've definitely recently shown their commitment to other scales for a more narrow game. Yeah. Okay, cool. That, that to me, I think is a because if I think if you think about the like war gaming markets, I yeah. think that that might be much more lucrative than it is uh, to because you cannot get the historical gamers that love this scale, right? But they also they would like to play something that's fantasy, yeah, not just uh, like true. historical battles. Yeah, there's no, to my knowledge, there's no real provider of fantasy 15, 18 millimeter models, no. and there is a big part of the historical community. Uh, place battles in these scales. Um, I would. I don't think. Maybe they'll dabble, yeah. but they'll not commit. You know what I mean? Or they'll dip their toes in and see yeah. how. Yeah. But I think that's what this announcement was, wasn't it? Really, it was. A, it wasn't anything like say, saying, "Okay, we're thinking about bringing a game out in three years." It wasn't really a. Yeah, they have committed. Yet. It wasn't a commitment. It was just a. Attempt to test the market. So, so the thing is that, like, uh, two years previously, they did the first uh, community survey where they essentially just asked people to fill in what they would like and, like, or how do you like our current games and what would you like us to uh, add. Yeah. And people, like, you know, with a vast majority said that they wanted to have plastic sisters about. Yeah. And they did exactly this kind of yeah. announcement where they just said, well, in, we're going to make them. And yeah. they're going to be ready in two to three years. Yeah. And uh, we're going to show you like every step of the way. Yeah. And uh, like, I've been looking at least through some of the stuff they show on the way, and they were released. Uh, the first pack released like a week ago, and it's sold out. Like, it's already. I, I uh, realized that this is a battle. Yeah. Yeah. This is a battle. Yeah. That's a 40k. Yeah, faction. 40k faction. Oh, what, are you, what are you saying? It crashed. Yeah, like the Games Workshop site literally crashed for like a day. Oh yeah, yeah. The demand was yeah. so high. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
and it's just so so what i'm anyway what i'm saying is that a lot of people say like oh this announcement is really weird but it follows the exact same pattern of, of that uh, development and announcements it was just a bit unexpected i think was yeah it? definitely definitely but what i think is that I, I think people in these surveys people said like oh i missed warm of fantasy i missed the rank like square based game yeah ah this is my theory at least well if that's the theory i don't think it's gonna be i i really entertain the notion of the uh, like the smaller scale because as a historical like working but, but will, it, will it be a good game will it actually because um, just just on past record like the, it was just power creep for by so, people buying models so the way yeah. that historical war games work in these scales is dramatically different from what we know from regular uh, fantasy and, and games so far it's much more similar to kings of war where Either the unit is entirely on the table, or it's completely off. And then, as it takes casualties, you mark it by marking counters. And then, at one point, it just disintegrates for one reason or another. Yeah. And um, so that's one big difference: is there's no single model. Is that casualty. easier to balance? I mean, but I don't, I don't even think Games Workshop necessarily care that much about balance, do they? No. Well, I, I know that they're doing constant updates for Age of Sigmar, like every six months. They have a, like a an update, I think. Yeah. Oh, like every every year. Every year. Yeah. With is that with points? Or yeah, rules just or? I think it's just points, but they also periodically update rules. But it's usually in terms of like, uh, for example, recently a lot all the like orc factions were merged into one, and then they did change some of the rules. But that was like you know that will happen maybe every two three years or something. Okay, because like my my understanding, I, I don't really I know nothing about Age of Sigmar really, but I I have listened to a few Dwellers Below episodes. And it seems to be that, like, just the, everything that comes out, the new stuff is always the best stuff, and yeah. the same way as it was yeah, back, in, back in Eighth Edition. Yeah. And I, like, I don't yeah. see, I don't see how that could, why that would be any different with this new game. No, I, I think, I think you're right. To be honest, like, I don't think, even if it's in a different scale, I don't think it's going to be a you know competitively sound game. But I'm pretty sure it might be fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I will happily, I will happily buy a faction for like a beer, a beers exactly. and pretzels kind of board game for a night but yeah, I but think it, my tournament gaming is still going to be ninth age yeah like I don't see this replacing ninth uh, age ETC or something like that but I mean like as just to, just as something fun to have to play I think it's going to be good if I in all honesty I kind of missed the 8th edition days with with the Swedish comp system yeah. No, come on. It took me an hour to write an army list. To, to me, to me I, what, I don't miss not marching my army. That's why I don't miss. miss what, sir? Like, I, I mean, for the entirety of 8th edition, you couldn't march as two kings. Oh, yeah, like, that's, I, that's do, you, do you remember that? Like, I literally, every game I played in 8th edition, I just sat there and shot people. <laughs> like, every game, and then it came kind of close, and I was like, ah, come six charge, let's do it. <laughs> sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just. I think I really enjoy the ninth age, but I do feel like what, I, what, what do you, I, like I miss. I miss the, ninth the centralized ninth overlord. Age, ninth age is not complete. But what do you miss? What's what are you missing in ninth age? I miss the the renewal part of it. I understand yeah. there are continuous uh, also, did updates. You, did you get renewal in eighth edition? No, but at least when was got, the last kingdom? But, got, but it was it was it was miniature driven. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Ninth age can't be said to be miniatures driven. No, at least not, not at all. Yeah. And so I do miss the part about it that it was miniatures driven where making rules was not about, well, we want a unit to be doing this, 
and then instructing some artists to do something. It was more like you, like the creative process around development in GW is just it's more aligned with my way of thinking. However, as a game, I think we would all much appreciate it if it was just the GW making the rules, sorry, the models, and then the ninth age making, making the, rules. the rules and the points. And that's what we have now. Yes, to an extent, but there's been a lot of different releases for a lot of different factions from GW, which has no representation, and we talked about this before, uh, which has no representation in Ninth Age, such as the Medusas from the Dread Elf range, or the Dark Elf range, or maybe even the Fish Elves. Um, I mean, <laughs> if anybody wanted to play that, but, you know... Well, te- well te- technically, there was actually a, what was it, an yeah. un- under-the-sea army done for the Ninth Age. Yeah. Okay, you can find that on the forum somewhere. It's like but it's not official. Yeah, it was right? an official document. It's an, yeah, it's an official document, but I I've never seen it in the downloads <laughs> what, tab. What was it called? Was it Fish, no, Fishman or something? I don't remember what it was called. <laughs> it was, it was, like it was an April Fool joke. Yeah. Okay. No, but, uh, but I think to me, I agree with you, Christopher, because the thing I really miss about the Inflation Current Life is just the excitement. Yeah. Because a lot of the time, like the, the thing with the new releases when it's miniatures, is that even when you don't play those armies, it's yeah. kind of the community feels more excited. Like that's what I get from the people I know that play Age of is that like you know they, this seems to be more happening. Whereas Nightwish sometimes becomes a little bit stagnant. That's kind of I think that's the, the main thing. I'm missing. It's super hyped to it's super hard to get really hyped up about a five points change after six months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, I also think it's a so to me like yourself the hyped when Elf changes is like. 100 points change in the whole army. But didn't you guys want You it? told, you said, and these are your words, yeah. in the end, it's one or two elves more and nothing different. That was my my actual list, yeah. My ETC oh, okay, list. Okay, I thought it was my, your My ETC list is like 36 points different. Okay. But there, you, in some lists you can get like 150 points or something like that. Okay. But it's just, now it's just, the lo- everything else is, like the Griffin thing is a bit more viable and... You yeah, can fit a bit more in. I mean, like, I, I think it's but, like I, I get excited by that, but yeah, it's I kind of, too, me too. But it's, it's just, it's just not the same as yeah. like when I, when they I released. Think the, I think it's like the new shiny thing, right? Like, yeah, exactly. If you, if you're collecting this army that has a new release, yeah. like you, ha- you pretty much have to buy that because it's the best thing in the game, and because you want a new shiny thing for your army, and you don't really have that in Ninth Age because, yeah, one because it's a little slow with getting the releases out, and and two. The releases kind of follow existing models rather than new shiny models. Yeah. But what what does this uh, this new game mean for the ninth age? That's a very interesting question. I think it depends a lot on uh, what they decide to do in terms of scale. Like if they if they decide to make a game that's at, that's in the classical twenty eight millimeter scale, I think it impacts ninth age in a completely different way. But if it's like a you know like something specialist small or bigger or whatever then it's I don't think it's going to affect my page that much yeah I, I agree I mean yeah. if what we were talking about with like a small scale yeah. game it, if it's that then I don't think it really gives any bearing on ninth age um, but, but if we assume that's in the same scale to make uh, to make it more uh, like interesting I think to me it could either go really bad or really well for ninth age yeah I agree I think the, be- the best thing that could happen is if the- they bring out a game that's like a typical games virtual game and the rules are really shitty but the models are really great and then we just get new models for Ninth Age and this the game is not that great so if people want to play it they play it and if they don't they don't but in general the tournament scene is going to stay with Ninth Age 
But the, the worst thing that could happen is if they actually bring out like a half decent game and the community split. But then you get half the people playing Night Age and half the people playing this Games Workshop game. Yeah. And then you have two small communities that don't really uh, don't really feed off each other. And yeah, exactly. But we're just I think anything really is like bringing out new models, bringing out new things on square bases. It just brings brings exposure to the Ninth Age and gives gives the younger kids who have been playing these simple games a place to kind of progress to when it gets a bit stale. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, the problem right now is that if you're playing Age of Sigmar as a kid right now, it's like, it's it's not probably not on your radar that Knife Age exists because it's such a, like, different-looking game, you know, and it, yeah. like, it functions so so differently. But if you were playing Warhammer the Old World and you think that the rules are a bit shit and then you go looking, then you will find Knife Age, you know? Yeah. So I, I definitely think it's a, it could be very good for just to renew all the scene so we're not we don't turn into old men playing this game you know <laughs> like bitter old the, men just the, like the bids that reach the knees before the new people get yeah exactly but uh, how, how does this uh, kind of lead on from the Total War series I mean it has to it has to have had an effect on them because it was it always struck me as being so weird like all the time growing up as a kid I was like I wish they made a Total War game with Warhammer it would yeah. be so cool yeah. that's all I want and then they discontinue Warhammer like hey by the way yeah. <laughs> here you go here's a game You're like do you guys not remember what happened with Dawn of War and Warhammer 40k like that was their biggest recruitment ground for their futuristic game was their futuristic uh, video game yeah, and, and maybe maybe that's why they're coming out with this kind of rank and flank thing again. Yeah. With, I guess, I mean, if you're playing Warhammer Total War, Age of Sigmar is not no, it's probably something that you would get you look, into. You look, at, you look at Total War Warhammer and you're like, that's awesome, yeah. I want to play that. And then you get Sigmarines. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's funny because my, my cousin like literally said this because he's, uh, he's like a few years younger, so he didn't really like get into Aphidition and stuff. And he played like you know Chaos Warriors or whatever in Total War. And he's like, these are so cool, and went out and bought a box of them for Age of Sigmar, put them together, and he's like, but this isn't like at all the same <laughs> as what I, what I saw in the game. This sucks. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that's that's obviously a big part of it. That, that game has been really successful. That's been the most successful. I think Three Kingdoms has had more success. That's the, the new the shorter, eight, like the Chinese yeah, the Chinese themed one, one yeah. but obviously. Yeah. Billion people in China. Yeah. yeah. Kinda, <laughs> big, you know, market. big market. Um, <laughs> I haven't played it. I haven't either. It means nothing to me. Um, but I think it would make sense for them to realize that the amount of people that were drawn in to yeah. Warhammer Fantasy from Total War Warhammer doesn't currently have uh, a very clear route to. to I mean, yeah. like you just said, you don't want to. You don't want to go looking for a Total War Warhammer game in a GW store right now because it doesn't no. exist. Exactly. It yeah. is, it's something like a, I know a lot of people who are just like well if you see it on a computer why do you want to like do it in real life but it's just something that's it's something a I little think, bit more personal isn't it? Yeah, it's like, but it's also, to, uh, yeah but it's also really primal that it's like there in reality like if you if you see one of those shots from like the old army books in the, you know like six or seven edition yeah, or whatever, and you think about like yeah. thousands of the walls on the table and you look at it and you like I just that's just cool like it's nobody looks at that and says that looks stupid like that just like you want to play with that yeah I, I think as well it's when I, I don't play online games really 
And I would guess that there was, there's probably a large amount of the community that also doesn't play online games. So when you're playing Total War, you're probably playing single player. Yeah. And I think there's like a big draw to a game where which is Warhammer Total War, but you're you're playing it with your mates. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying you see them as well. Like, what, I mean, what's one one of the biggest issues in our society right now is that we don't like actually meet each other and interact enough. Yeah. And that I think wargaming is great for that because you actually you're doing something that's uh, you know that's fun. That's not just talking. Like you have another activity, another reason to meet people. Yeah. 